0: Good afternoon and welcome. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. I'm Kim Ariano. I hope everybody is enjoying Seafair Week up here in Seattle. For those of you that are listening around the country and around the world, it's Seafair here in the Pacific Northwest. We've got the Blues Angels coming into town. They're an acrobatic uh, flying military group. We've got
1: the Blues Angels. The
0: Blues Angels. Wow. <laughs> hey, that's the name of a nonprofit. That's why I called it Blues Angels. Okay. The Blue Angels. Very good. One blue, multiple angels. As opposed to Blues Angels, which is a blues nonprofit organization. It's actually uh, an organization of blues and jazz players that raise money um, for individuals for cancer help and support.
1: All right. Very there you cool. go.
0: So slip of the tongue, and we just learned about another nonprofit. That's <laughs> well, what
1: we that's do what here. Well, that's what the show's all about.
0: That's so what we good. do here. Perfect. The Voice You Heard, that's Eric, our producer. How are you doing today, Eric?
2: Good afternoon. I'm doing well. How about yourself? Fine. Thank you. You know, we missed you last week, but uh, glad to have you back this week.
0: Yeah. I forgot I wasn't here last week. Time goes by so fast.
2: Well, we had a great edition of the Pearson Law Hour last week. That's so, right. Yeah. Pearson
0: Law Firm, our, our sponsor of the Walk the Talk with Kim show, where you can expect expert representation and a kind, compassionate attitude. That's the Pearson Project promise. And uh, we're here in the studios in Bellevue, and I'll bet uh, you get a great view, Eric. Not right now, because they're not flying right now, but you can see the Blue Angels flying When the Blue
2: Angels are flying by and playing their guitars, they uh, do the great acrobatic so, right over the top of the building. The best part is I don't have to hear them, but I do get to see them,
1: which is the best of both worlds. Even right there.
0: better. Yeah. Even better. And on Friday, I'm going down with a bunch of friends and we're going to go sit on the bridge and uh, get a bird's eye view of the, uh, I guess, a ground to bird eye view of the of the angel. Get so, the
1: plane's eye view.
0: The plane's, uh, yeah, the ant's <laughs> like eye view of the vulture, I guess, or go. however you want to look at it. So, we're really excited. Um, it's Seafair Week. It's the best time of the summer. And so, we're really excited to be here. And it looks like it's it's going to be in the 80s, which is perfect weather for It'll Seattle. be toasty. And uh, we're just going to have a really great time. And so we're going to get started here today. I've got uh, some guests on the show, but I did want to let you folks know, Lindsay is here. Hello, Lindsay. Hello. Lindsay is our media producer on the Walk the Talk with Kim show, and she and I have been doing a lot of work trying to figure out how we make the show better. And so you're going to see, we're going to introduce a couple of different things today. And uh, one of the things that we're going to introduce is a new segment that we came up with. You want to introduce the
3: segment? Sure. We have our new Do-Gooder Trivia of the Week piece. And each week we're going to uh, feature a different sponsor. And this week we are sponsored by Workforce Evolution. Did you know that 64% of organizations are experiencing intergenerational conflict? We can help. Go to www.workforceevolution.com. And so what's the trivia uh, quote of the day or the week? Well, according to the 2010 Delaware, Delowy? How would you pronounce that there, Kim? Delowy Volunteer Impact uh, Survey? I don't know. We're going to call that good. Um, <laughs> more than 84% of businesses, of companies, believe that volunteerism can help nonprofits accomplish long-term social goals. And they are increasingly offering these skill-based volunteer opportunities for their employees.
0: So did you know that 84, 84%, that's a huge number, 84% of businesses recognize the need to sponsor formal volunteer programs in their business. Yeah. That's, that's excellent. Well, and that kind of uh, gets up right up into what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking with an organization that bridges that gap between businesses and volunteer activities. And so we're going to be talking more about the Liberty Road Foundation when we come back from our first break. Um, So excellent. Like the trivia. Yeah. Good work. Excellent. Well, I did want to let you folks know about a couple of really exciting things that are coming up as well. We've got the cash mob for the young Issaquah professionals. That's coming tomorrow. Uh, If you're there in the Issaquah area, please join us at four o'clock. That's when we're cutting the ribbon at the Office Depot. Now, we're not necessarily cash mobbing Office Depot, but what we are doing is we're going to buy school supplies at Office Depot, and then we're putting those uh, school supplies into backpacks that are donated from uh, Sandmar Corporation, again, along with our trivia. It's that same thing. A business is getting involved. And so Office Depot is offering a discount, and then we've got um, Sandmar. Are offering a discount, and the Kiwanis are involved, and, and the uh, Rotary Club of Issaquah is involved, the Chambers involved, the Young Issaquah Professionals are involved, and we're going to be putting together backpacks with school items that you purchase at the Cash Mob, and those backpacks with the school items are going to be given to students in the Issaquah School District that otherwise can't afford uh, their school supplies. And in a lot of cases, those kids that can't support their school, that can't uh, um, get their school supplies, the teachers wind up paying for it. Um, and so we don't want to do that. We want to be able to really help the kids in the area. So this is going to be a little bit of a unique cash mob opportunity. And again, that's four o'clock tomorrow in Issaquah, sponsored by the Young Issaquah Professionals. They're the ones that are doing a lot of the lead work. And then we've got a lot of other great organizations that are involved. And you can find that and more information on the Walk the Talk with Kim Facebook page, which were growing by leaps and bounds. How many new likes did we get this week on our Facebook page? I think we got about 40 new likes, Kim. I think we got even more than that. I think we got 41. No, I think we got actually more than 40 new likes this week. So it's getting out there. People are definitely letting us know that they like the show and like the format and the direction. So if you have any suggestions on who you'd like to see on the show, we're going to be introducing... Uh, next week, our categories. So every week we're going to be doing different themes. Some themes might be animal organizations. Um, some themes might be just around kids. Some things uh, themes might be nonprofits for nonprofits. There's just a lot of opportunity to really focus on getting some really great nonprofit and community-based organizations in the studio to talk about things that people really want to hear about. So that's a great way to get your voice out there and uh, tell us what you want to hear on Walk the Talk with Kim. And at the end of the show today, we're going to talk uh, even more about a new segment um, about inspiration, intrinsic inspiration. And this is a really great opportunity for uh, you to support um, what you're doing and to let other folks know what's going on out there. So we'll be talking a little bit more about that later on in the show. Lindsay, you just officially did your paperwork for something very special. Can you tell us what you did, what you're
3: doing? I did. I signed my ex on the line yesterday for Team Challenge. So I'm officially now a team member, and I will start my official training to go run the half marathon in Las Vegas in December.
0: Very cool. So what is Team Challenge?
3: Team Challenge is an endurance training program for those who want to raise funds for the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America.
0: Excellent. And so we had the uh, local uh, representatives from the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation here talking about all kinds of things, um, Crohn's and, and, col- and colitis related. Um, but you yourself was just diagnosed in January with in this January. disease. Yeah. yeah. And so now you're going to go run. Yeah. In December.
3: I'm super excited to do it. Oh,
0: excellent. So what do you need to go?
3: I need to raise uh thirty six thousand um, dollars. Thirty six hundred? Thirty six yes, I get my hundreds and my thousands. But you mixed could go, up. you
0: could do thirty six thousand if you want. I totally
3: could. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be a superstar. Uh, yeah. You'd be their poster child <laughs> at that point if you raise thirty six thousand dollars. Thirty six hundred dollars. So, thirty six hundred dollars and just I want to rally as much support as I can for this organization. So
0: yes, Well, we at the Walk the Talk with Kim are going to be a proud sponsor of Lindsay going to Las Vegas. And so uh, please do help donate. Uh, There's information on the Facebook page. We're also going to put information on our Walk the Talk uh, website. And uh, you can donate there and and go and support Lindsay and and get her down to Vegas running for uh, Crohn's and colitis and doing some great work. So we're really excited about that. Me too. Very, very cool. And then we did want to let folks know that next week, Workforce Evolution is offering the last free class. I've done probably about 10 of these, and I've decided that it's about time that we probably should start bringing in and charging for them. So I'm doing one more class at no charge. It's a three-hour class happening in Issaquah. And the uh, name of the class is the We Cohort Experience, and it is all about understanding what to do in situations that are highly volatile or situations where your you know your nerves are going. We know that during times of fear and stress we react in ways to protect ourselves. And it is impossible to be creative and innovative when you're in a state of trying to protect your safety. And so we're gonna talk a little bit about what people do during times of fear, ambiguity and stress, how to recognize when you're unconsciously Doing things that you really don't want to be doing and how to flip that around and uh, change that. And so we're, we're going to be doing that class next week on the Thursday, the 9th, I believe, um, from 530 to 830 in Issaquah, the Meadow Creek Business Center. You can get more information on workforceevolution.com. Or you can, uh, again, go to our Facebook page at Workforce Evolution or Walk the Talk with Kim. I've got it posted in both places. And uh, last count, I think we had six of the 12 spots filled, and I think we've got more coming. So um, you're going to want to jump on that if that's something that you're interested in. And then one more class. I want to let folks know about, Um, you may have heard, we were looking for folks to help us with the uh, equine class, the beta class, and those classes filled fast and they went very, very well. And what this is, is this is an opportunity for you to learn about business and business leadership by working with horses. And I know a lot of people go, okay, so you work with horses and it's going to teach you business leadership. Actually, it's very, very effective. Horses don't use their cognitive thinking skills a lot because they don't have the kind of brain that we have. Their brain's only about a quarter of the size of the human brain, but most of their brain is made up of what we call the limbic system or the feeling part of our brain. And that part of their brain is almost the same size as ours. And so they learn how to communicate with each other in herd dynamics, in one-on-one dynamics, in learning by using feeling. And you know what? People do, too. We do the same thing. But we also have this big thinking brain that sits on top of our, um, our creative brain, and sometimes they don't connect. And so when we work with horses, we begin to understand how we motivate people emotionally, how we ourselves are motivated emotionally. What do we do when we're stressed out, when there's a little bit of tension? Um, you react The same and very predictably over and over and over again. And horses are a great opportunity um, to show you how that works. So we have a class that's coming up on August 22nd uh, from 9 a.m. until 3 p.m. If you go and sign up before Friday using the early bird Promo code of EarlyBird. You can get $25 off of that and uh, be a part of this incredible class. It's uh we've got some incredible feedback and people are really excited about it. And we're gonna fill fast. So again, go to walkthetalkwithkim.com I have it listed there. It's also listed at workforceevolution.com and on our workforce evolution Facebook page. And again, there's that uh, promo code of EarlyBird. So Woo! Great first segment. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be talking with John Damarell and Nelson. Uh, John is the executive director of Liberty Road Foundation. It's a public charity that transforms the business community by mobilizing it to restore hope, dignity, and significance to those in need. Perfect topic from our trivia. Thank you for listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. Come on back in just a couple minutes.
1: Oh, I
4: wish that there were more than 24 hours in the day. Even if there were forty more, I wouldn't sleep a minute away. Oh, there's blackjack and folder and the roulette wheel, a fortune one. In Hi, I'm Jerry Pearson and with my wife, Michelle, we're local residents just like you who have a passion to help those who have been harmed or wronged in our communities. If you have a personal injury from a car crash or a property hazard, an industrial injury, a defective product or nursing home neglect issue, the Pearson Law Firm can help you anywhere, anytime. Contact us today for a free case evaluation at 1-800-423-8473. The number again is 1-800-423-8473. 8473, or check us out at walkthetalkwithkim.com.
0: Hello, this is Kim Mariano of Walk the Talk with Kim. The reality is staggering. South Africa has one of the highest incidences of HIV AIDS in the world. This fact results in millions of orphans left in the care of other family members, friends, or fending for themselves in child-headed households. Focus on Atemba offers orphans and vulnerable children a new direction in life through loving foster care homes with committed parents and a real opportunity for a good education. Please consider sponsoring a child to receive the needed stability to change their world. Go to BatembaKids.org or follow the links from walkthetalkwithkim.com. Remember the pink tow truck? It was a Seattle icon. But did you know the mastermind behind the marketing was also one of Seattle's successful entrepreneurs? Learn life lessons from Ed Lincoln by reading his new autobiography, Life Through the Rearview Mirror. Available at area bookstores and online, go to walkthetalkwithkim.com and click on the link. Do you wish you could train your brain to be more creative? ThinkShop can help. For 16 years, ThinkShop has trained individuals at Fortune 500 companies, small businesses, and nonprofits. Learn our proven process to think creatively and make great ideas happen. Our trainings are offered in person and online. Learn more at ThinkShop.com.
1: News, traffic, and weather. Now you can get your information fixed weekdays on Alternative Talk 11:50 a.m. Viva Las Vegas. Viva.
5: Las Vegas with your neon and your welcome back.
0: You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim on KKWAM AM 1150. And you can get more information on Walk the Talk with Kim on walkthetalkwithkim.com. And so we wanted to share that info with you. We are going to welcome today John Demerell. He is the executive director of Liberty Road Foundation. He brought his son, Nelson, with him today. And uh, what was interesting not, not, about Liberty Road is... Not the, my
5: son. Uh, he's good f- he's one of our uh, founders oh and
2: uh, one of our inter- I'm like a son so I'm sorry, I'm like misunderstood. honestly it's it's the same thing oh, we yeah could've,
0: we could have gone with that anyway <laughs> no, sure. so do you want me to tell folks about what you're why don't you tell us what is Liberty Road and what do they do
5: well well what Liberty Road Foundation does is actually we started uh, some eight years ago uh, through a local business uh, finance company at the time And uh, what they were doing is going down to Guatemala and rebuilding a village down there that had been destroyed during the war down there. And as a result of that, they saw through uh, all their volunteering and help down there how it literally helped to change the culture of their company. So the owner of the company uh, was saying one day to my son, uh, who was working for him at the time. And
0: who's not Nelson.
5: No. <laughs> right. Okay, um, there you go. Another son. Another son, right, uh, that uh, he would really like to start something local but wasn't sure quite where to start, what to do. And uh, so my son said, well, maybe you ought to talk to my dad. Who, And I happened to, at the time, be working uh, in a um, large, uh, what was called city ministries at the time. Uh, food ministry where we were feeding some, uh, oh, well, over thirty, twenty-five to thirty thousand people a week, helping them to uh, uh, get their food. So, as a result of that, uh, we began to talk, and and he uh, said, "Well, one day, just out of the clear blue, we want to hire you to go ahead with this uh, local foundation. So, what we do is to actually connect." Businesses uh, and business leaders with um, five local nonprofits that we work with. Mm -hmm. Uh, Two things that nonprofits oftentimes lack are volunteers and lack the funding to help with their various projects that they're doing within the community. So we saw this opportunity to really get the business community involved and at the same time with the the thought that if it will uh, transform the culture of one business as we started back eight years nine years ago, it will transform the culture of a lot of businesses as we get involved uh, in making an impact in the local community
0: can you tell us some examples of how um, in the last what you've been around for nine ten years is that what I heard you say? yes and can you uh, tell us i've been about doing some this
5: five years now with as a uh, As a a public charity. Excellent. Yeah.
0: Can you tell us or give us some examples of some ways that this has really impacted organizations?
5: Yeah, I can share uh, an example of a company down in Auburn, for example, that's involved with us. Um, That particular company, um, five, five and a half years ago, was on the brink of bankruptcy. Uh, Their employees were walking out of the door faster than they were coming in. Uh, a friend of mine uh, became the general manager of that company, and his first request uh, was is that uh, all of his uh, employees would start to get involved uh, in uh, some kind of form of giving back to the community, and he would give this opportunity, and actually he would even give them paid time off for a few hours to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. So they started volunteering with us and along with a couple of other organizations. And as a result of that, over the last five years, that company has gone from the brink of bankruptcy to where they're now several millions of dollars profit. Uh, They now have all 89 of their employees involved giving back. It's literally changed the, the whole culture of the company and of the workforce.
0: So, from what I what I hear you say is that by adopting this culture of giving back and volunteering that it actually increased the company profits and brought it from the brink of bankruptcy. That's
5: exactly right. Wow. And one of the other things I think we see is is that by our giving back, you know, when you when you do that volunteering, the thing we hear the most is that uh people who are actually doing it they come back and they say, wow, we thought we were going to go help somebody, but we came back being helped the most, being changed the most. Mm. So, I, and that kind yeah. of how it works? Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: yeah. Excellent. Good. So tell us about the five charities or the five organizations that are a part of it.
5: Okay. Uh, first of all, here on the east side, uh, we work with foster children. It's called Olive Crest. Uh, and uh, what they do is uh, we believe that they're the orphans of america and uh, where I was particularly impressed uh, that we should get involved with with uh, foster children was the fact that we were finding uh, that a lot of the children that were ending up on the streets in Seattle and stuff had come from uh, in some different situations of uh, out of abusive Uh, backgrounds, and uh, they were ending up on the street, and many of these children were foster children. And so as a result of that, um, we started looking for an organization where there was a lot of emphasis put upon the family uh, because I believe everything starts with a family. And as a result of that, we were able to find Olive Crest, and they have an interesting program that is called Safe Families and what Safe Families does is that um, goes out and looks for volunteers, families, that will uh, take, for example, some children in maybe a crisis situation where maybe uh, a mother, I'll give you an example. A mother uh, just recently who had three children uh, was, going, was diagnosed with uh, some kind of a cancer and she was going to have to go into the hospital for uh, at least a week, week and a half of treatment, she had nowhere to put her children. Now, in that case, when that happens, oftentimes if if the state has to come, then they have to put them in some kind of maybe a temporary foster-type situation. But once those kind of things begin to happen and they get into the system, it's hard for a family to get their kids back Mm. in some cases.
0: Or to keep the kids together and to keep them together and yeah. and so on top of that they're dealing with a parent who's ill That's and exactly. their whole structure, their whole infrastructure has kind of blown up on them,
5: yeah, so as a result of that uh say what say families does it finds these families that are willing to take for a, a short period of time interim time while the the family's in crisis uh to uh, care for the children mm-hmm. and of course this does uh, we've got you know miraculous things happen through this because as a result of this these the family then can become a, a connect, connected again mm-hmm. and there isn't that disconnect
0: and so how um do businesses then get involved in those kinds of things are you asking individual people in the corporations to be the foster families or are you or what are some other things that well, they would do for that for that organization okay
5: not so much that uh, uh as we are uh, involved with them through their small groups that they have they uh like i said they're very much into support uh of the families and and of the children so they have what they call support groups some 40 support groups here in the area that they actually go out and uh, uh have these uh they have actual food opportunity where they eat uh, there at dinner together and then as a result they have their meeting but well, what we do is we have businesses that will come in and serve those meals and then um, they will play with the children uh, while they're uh, in their meeting mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the parents that are um, uh, found to volunteer through the safe family are found through the local churches in in the area. Mm -hmm. That's the way they find them. Very cool. And
0: what's the name of that organization? That's
5: called Olive Crest. Olive Crest, okay.
0: And that's one of the five organizations that's underneath Liberty Road?
5: And uh, then, of course, there's Jubilee Reach Center here on the east side. And what they primarily do is work with a lot of at-risk children and families in the area. Uh, Where we have been involved is uh, with their before-school program where we have some... uh, 20 different businesses that are going down early in the morning, six 6.15 in the morning, cooking breakfast for these children uh, as well as playing with them and then uh, walking these children to school. Ooh. We call the walking school bus because the school is only like a block away. Okay. And then we go over here into Seattle and we have uh, what's called uh, New Horizons, and uh, what New Horizon does is uh, it works with the uh, street kids of Seattle any given night there can be anywhere from 12 to 1500 children uh, ages 12 to 23 roaming the streets of Seattle homeless Um, many of these kids uh, that are on the street they may be just mad at mom and dad and they're gone for a couple nights Uh, you have another 25% that uh, have kind of gotten out of the system, uh, maybe the foster system, and uh, CPS finds them, and they put them back into another home. Uh, The other 25% are more your rejects, um, either by choice or by, uh, you know, just ending up where they're at. And uh, these are the ones that they really have been able to help reach out to uh, they've gotten as many as 70 of these kids on, uh, annually off the street. Uh, what we do and in our involvement with them has been uh, what's called an apprenticeship training program uh-huh. where we believe that um, it help, we don't believe just in in a hand out, but we want a hand up, uh-huh. uh, not just simply enabling but empowering these young people to really be able to go out. I give you an example of one gal that uh, we were able to help through the internship program. She is now uh, one of the managers at the Rite Aid uh, uh, drugstore, just a few blocks down from, from that. Oh, what pool. a great story. Yeah.
0: And she originally was shown on the street.
5: That's exactly right. And
0: so what I hear is some of these are kids that are just runaways. They stay away for a day or two. And then you've got the foster kids that are kind of in and out of foster care. and um, And then the ones that are living on the street permanently. Right. right, And And
5: some by choice. Some don't want to get off the street. But uh, but those who do, uh, we really find uh, an opportunity to really help them.
0: Right. Very good. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to learn more about Liberty Road Foundation and how businesses are working with nonprofit organizations to not only help Um, It's just a win-win all the way around. Uh, It helps our our local nonprofit community as well as uh, helping businesses uh, keep and retain employees that really have a social responsibility component to their business, which is what Walk the Talk seeks to highlight. So come back and listen to more about this incredible organization. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim.
1: Are you stuck? Are you plagued by a toxic relationship? Are you frustrated with a lack of motivation? Workforce Evolution offers classes that explain why people behave the way they do and how to change patterns that wreak havoc on business and relationships in order to accelerate innovation and creativity. Go to WorkforceEvolution.com to find out how you can join a free class. That's WorkforceEvolution.com or call 425-888-9790.
4: Hi, I'm Jerry Pearson, and since 1977, We at the Pearson Law Firm have guided individuals and their families through the legal process to seek justice and restitution in insurance disputes and personal injury claims. At the Pearson Law Firm, we work hard to secure justice in civil matters with a network of resources, a wealth of experience, and a compassionate attitude. That's the Pearson Promise. Contact us at 1-800-423-8473. That's 1-800-423-8473 for a free Case, evaluation, or check us out at walkthetalkwithkim.com.
0: Does your organization crave new ideas? ThinkShop can help. For 16 years, ThinkShop has inspired creative thinking at Fortune 500 companies, small businesses, and nonprofits. We help you imagine new offerings, strategies, or ways of doing business. Our proven processes and engaging workshops deliver powerful results. Learn more at thinkshop.com. Mountside Gymnastics Academy is now open in North Bend, offering gymnastics classes and summer camps to get your little ones and big ones moving this spring and summer. From recreation classes to competitive team, they have the gymnastics scene covered in the valley. Visit them online at www.mountsidegymnasticsacademy.com or call 425-292-3152. Get your kids flipping and twisting into summer.
1: Like what you hear? Be sure and support the sponsors who support your favorite programs on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m.
0: You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. Welcome back. We're talking with John Demerell and Nelson. Nelson, what's your last name?
2: My name is my last name is Yong, Y-O-N-G.
0: Oh, I'm so sorry I didn't get that before. Right. I apologize. First of all, I don't know who you're related to. <laughs> yeah. I don't know your last name. <laughs> you're just Nelson. That's the thing about
2: radio. You know, yeah. you can't tell, so. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you never know. Families are, are more diverse and integrated now than go. they ever have been before, so you just never know. So, uh, welcome back. We were talking about this organization called Liberty Road Foundation. And again, I uh, was really charged and jazzed about this organization when I had heard about it through um, someone that I was working with at the Young uh, Issaquah Professionals. She was talking about how um, this organization is really, really focused on not just integrating business. Uh, but also integrating uh, younger generations uh, specifically for more social responsibility components. And we've talked about this on the show before, but certainly bears mentioning um, the millennial generation, which is the latest generation that is joined the workforce, which, by the way, will outnumber baby boomers in the workforce by 2014. So it's not like they're just getting started. The first millennials are turning 30. They've got families of their own. They're contributing members to society. And like I said, they're going to be the largest segment of the workforce here in about another year or two. So it's uh, not a question of ramping up. They're here. And so we've got to learn how they tick, what they're motivated to do. And we're going to be talking a little bit more about that later in the program. Um, but this particular program really does understand the social responsibility component, which is very, very prevalent with the millennial generation. We've had uh, folks on the show before that have joined nonprofit community-based organizations, even though they could have gone and ma- made more money in a corporate setting setting. Uh, but it was more important for them to have a social responsibility component to what they are doing for their lives and their work as it is money. And in some cases, money took a second or third approach um, to the actual uh, amount of good that they can do in the community. And what I appreciate about this organization, Liberty Road, is it seeks to strive that balance. It's not an either or. It's a let's integrate our business community with our nonprofit community, with our generational community, and figure out how we can get everybody working together um, towards um, solving some very complex problems that we have here in our community. So, Nelson, you... And I were talking real briefly about that, but I want you to kind of talk a little bit more about the generational leadership component of oh, yeah. Liberty Road.
2: Absolutely, you know, Liberty Road Foundation's an interesting entity. Uh, it's not just a foundation where they're being able to coordinate the volunteerism and and the, the funding, but they also hold uh, weekly breakfast meetings, and so that's something that affects me as. As a young professional, um, I'm 27. John is actually in his young 70s, uh, early 70s, and and there's this ability for me to be in the same room, sit the same table at, at, as gentlemen and and father figures and grandfather figures in some cases to to get their wisdom, to be encouraged, to see direction, and uh, to have that. Uh, I think that's huge. I think it's huge to have somebody say, "Hey, I believe in what you're doing. I think you're doing a good job." And you know, my own personal story, real quick. Um, I I didn't grow up really with a father figure, and even though I went to a good college, I was very lost. And it's very common these days, you know, millennials and whatnot, they, they they come out and they're they're good at everything or they're pretty good at everything. And it's still very tough for them to find direction in careers. And oftentimes it's that first job or second job. But really what they do need is they need mentorship, right? right? And I know, Kim, that's something that you're passionate about is po- possibly that dynamic of of mentorship in in some ways leading to entrepreneurship. So Something for me was being around other entrepreneurs, being other around other business people um, that had their their family life together and had this well-rounded approach to life. And because uh, it's it's one thing to see examples of your Gordon Geckos and people that you know throw um, throw money around and and just try to create life out of that. And I realized that I wanted to create a, a good foundation. And and that being said, being connected to people like John, getting coffee with them every two weeks, um, being around other business owners is really inspiring. And, you know, it's going to change my direction. And I know it's going to change others because fostering that opportunity doesn't happen very often. It doesn't happen organically as much. You know, this generation is really interesting. This day and age, you'll see four generations in the workplace like never before. I mean, there's jobs out there that never existed 10 years ago. I mean, social media manager, I mean, roles like that never existed. So it's very interesting now, and I think it's this time to get plugged in, to get integrated with people that you want to learn from as a younger person. And I definitely think that those who are, you know, 50, 60 years old, it doesn't matter how old you are, really. But it's sometimes a matter of, you know, you can stand aside somebody that you could say, hey, you know, they're right out of college or they're a few years. Maybe they're a young married person. And they need direction and they just need to hang out with you.
0: And I think um, one thing that I hear you saying, which I think is really important to differentiate, is it's not coaching. um, I don't see this generation really needing somebody to tell them what they need to do to be successful in their career because, quite frankly, all the roles have changed and none of us know. Right. But what they are really looking for is mentoring. And mentoring and coaching are different. Coaching is, here's the steps, you know, like if you're coaching a swim Mm -hmm. team. Mentoring, you shouldn't be telling anybody what to do. You should be there as an ear, listen, Mm -hmm. ask questions, help people explore themselves. And I think that that's something that the older generations, not just baby boomers, but Gen Xers, too, need to think about as they're taking the younger generations under their wings. That it's, it's not a question of... Of, you know, you have this plethora and this huge amount of knowledge, which is really, really great. Um, but help them figure out their place and where they're going to go. Because you're right; not only was there not a social media director, there wasn't really an IT department. Right, exactly. 20, 30 years yeah, ago, I definitely, I definitely shifted.
2: think things have shifted in the sense too that we lack apprenticeship this day and age. It doesn't happen very often. Your trades and your skills. Maybe about 100 years ago, if your dad was a blacksmith, you'd be a blacksmith.
0: It wasn't even 100 years ago. When I grew up as a Gen Xer, um, I had a lot of really great mentors. I was in telecom for 20 years, mm -hmm. and that really wasn't uncommon. The millennial generation, they don't stay At an organization or a corporation, in my generation, we figured we were flipping every um, seven different jobs. Right. Your guys are like 20 or 30 different companies you're going to be working for. Yeah, yeah. it's just the the numbers are staggering. So you don't have an opportunity to have a um outside mentorship oh, yeah. relationships. And and
2: plus you see this day and age too a lot of especially a lot of young men, they're they're still like in their mom's house like until they're thirty years old plus and, and so there's not that I want to generalize or I want to just stereotype, but really like the issue though I feel like is is you wanna be almost salt to these young men and women. Like you want to make them thirsty to learn more and to be inspired. And sometimes for them, it's them watching a music video or something like that and seeing, like, the big boats and seeing what's over there in Medina. But really, it's about finding out step one, step yeah. two, step three. And, and really, in the end of the day, those that are a part of, um, you know, uh, New Horizons and Street Bean and those mm-hmm. that are that are um, on, on the streets and whatnot, I'm, I mean, hey, like, I'm, I'm a few steps, I'm a few mistakes away from that. And really, that's why it's key for me to get plugged into the right people. And I think it doesn't matter, like— you know tomorrow can hold anything right. and so that's that's what's incredible about that
0: um we're going to plug a little bit next week's show we're going to have gen z's on and we've got my gen z representatives there mm-hmm. in the in the other room um gen z's are the ones that are born 9 uh, 911 you know yeah. my neither one of my kids my son wasn't born until 2004 if mm-hmm. you can believe it mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um they're um, already coming out of middle school and move, or coming out of elementary school and moving into middle school. And so there's going to be this huge component of the millennials now. You got to figure out how to help the next generation oh, up yeah. because they're going to be in the workforce in the next five, 10 years. Absolutely. And so everything is changing so mm-hmm. dramatically. So, John, this is an incredible opportunity then not only to help these nonprofit organizations out in the community, but you're also helping young future business leaders as well in organizations. I mean, there's, there's nothing that's not a win-win here with your organization that must feel great
5: yeah it, it does but you know also i i see mentorship mentorship is a two-way street uh and maybe similar great to what point. you were saying it was uh in other words uh, it's not me uh teaching nelson but it's our coming together and uh, sharing basically life and uh sharing ideas sharing thoughts uh his listening to me m- me listening to him uh and I, I think, and and just being there for one another, um, I presently help uh, work with uh, five young men right now, and uh, I find it uh, I really learn more from them than I think they're learning from me.
0: it yeah. amazing how yeah. that works. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. So, what if an organization or even an individual wants to get involved in your in your organization? How would they do that?
5: Well, they can uh, go on our website which is uh, LibertyRoadFoundation.org. Also, something I did want to mention, Nelson mentioned it, about our uh, breakfasts that we have. We call them uh, business breakfasts or business leaders. Uh, I I think anybody is a leader. If you've got one person following you, Mm -hmm. you're a leader, okay? So that's why we call them business leaders' breakfasts. And uh, they meet uh, every two weeks, uh, one here in Bellevue, uh, meets at the uh, Sheraton Inn at the Bellevue Grill there, and we actually meet this next Tuesday at seven thirty day thirty uh, and We always buy breakfast for the first pers- uh for the first time you 're there uh, so that uh, and we run in those groups sometimes as many as twenty five thirty people but uh, it 's a great time to come together for an hour. We start on time, end on time. I uh, respect that but we'll have different topics that we uh talk about and share. Uh also um another way you can get involved with us is to um uh come to our uh, eighth annual uh golf and auction uh tournament coming up here on August 14th at the uh, Newcastle Golf Club and uh that will be a a great event for us. We have some 400 that will be coming to dinner, to our auction dinner, and uh, over 30 uh, foursomes that will be playing in that. And uh, so we always need more uh, foursomes and more people to come, more sponsors. Uh, we'd love to have you uh, contact us. If you'd like to do that, that's Lrf LRFCharityEvent.com. Uh, that's LRFCharityEvent.com
0: and then can get more information on where that is and how to join that as well as how to be a part of the breakfasts by going to libertyroadfoundation.org that's right excellent uh-huh. well wonderful thank you very much nelson thank you for coming on you're john for thank me. you very thank much you, Kim. um and kudos to your organization i think it sounds mm-hmm. like uh, you're providing an incredible service probably way beyond the scope of even what you're involved with
5: well we're just simply trying to help people to help businesses to realize that they're in business simply not to make a profit, which you've got to make a profit, but to do something with part of that profit, to walk significantly within the community, um, hoping to make a change in our community.
0: I couldn't have said that any better. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. We're going to take a break. Thank you for listening.
4: Hi, this is Jerry Pearson. And along with my wife, Michelle Pearson, we're at the Pearson Law Firm, where we're called lawyers. But the truth is, we're really fathers and mothers and a family. A family of people who are members of a community where we are committed to preventing harm and protecting others. To enforcing rules that enhance our lives and take care of our families. That's what we do. That's who we are. At the Pearson Law Firm, you can call for a free case evaluation by calling one 800 423 8473. We work with colleagues. We collaborate. We're committed to expertise and resources and making them available to members of our community. Call us at 1-800-423-8473 or check us out at
1: walkthetalkwithkim.com. Are you stuck? Are you plagued by a toxic relationship? Are you frustrated with a lack of motivation? Workforce Evolution offers classes that explain why people behave the way they do and how to change patterns that wreak havoc on business and relationships in order to accelerate innovation and creativity. Go to WorkforceEvolution.com to find out how you can join a free class. That's WorkforceEvolution.com or call 425-888-9790 notice anything different you should there's no other station like alternative talk 11:50 a.m
0: you're listening to walk the talk with Kim welcome back I love this job and I think um, I love it on so many different levels every time I leave the studio, I'm flying on cloud nine because I'm, I'm sharing this thought bubble with so many wonderful people in our area that really care. And I don't mean that they care out of any other motivation other than they feel an obligation um, and a duty uh, but they also feel the love when it comes to actually going out there and walking the talk and making things happen. So we want to introduce our final segment to the show today. And it's something that we want to, you know, kind of play with and expand and see where it goes. Um, this was inspired by Lindsay. So uh, I just want to thank Lindsay for saying, Hey, why don't we do this? I think it's great. A great idea. We want to call this segment um, intrinsic inspiration. And it sounds kind of uh, hard to understand, but it's really not. I first want to explain a little bit what is intrinsic and intrinsic motivation or intrinsic inspiration. The way I'd like to explain it is you've got external motivation or basically people telling you what to do, think and feel. You've got internal motivation, which is basically the voices in your head that are programmed from the people telling you what to think, do, or say. Uh, But then you've got intrinsic motivation. And when you're intrinsically motivated, what you want to do and what you should do are in complete alignment. You're not stuck. There is no question. You're just doing what you are meant to do, whatever that is. And so we wanted to introduce a segment today called Intrinsic Inspiration. And we want to... Encourage people to think about what's happened over the course of the last week or the last few days that have inspired you to think a little bit differently or has motivated you to do something different, whether you've acted on it yet or not, doesn't matter. But if it just gets you thinking, if there's one thing that I can share or Lindsay can share or a guests on the show can share that gets you thinking differently, let's share it with each other. Um, at some point in time, we're going to have people call in. We want you to start thinking about things and say, you know what? I need to share that on the Walk the Talk with Kim show because it inspired me to think differently and to act differently. And I want to share it with somebody else to see if it works for them as well. So I challenged Lindsay and myself to think about what we have been intrinsically motivated or intrinsically inspired with this week. And uh you want me to kick it off, Lindsay or are you ready to go?
3: You go first. Are it. you
0: intrinsically inspired to go first or no?
3: I'm curious to see what you have to say because you know my story.
0: Uh, I do. Well, I do, but the whole world doesn't know your story. Well,
3: I know, but I'm dying to hear what you have to say first. All
0: right. I'll go first. <laughs> so the way we play this game uh, today is I just was thinking about this last week and things that um, have happened this week. And of course, the big thing going on is the Olympics. And I'm a crier, so there's a box of tissues by my bed because I am just so inspired every day about what goes on at the Olympics. And there. There are probably about 10 or 20 stories that I can share but one story in particular I want to share and that's the story of the women's gymnastics team in particular one certain individual uh, Jordan on the team Jordan Weaver I believe is her name on the team my daughter is just starting competitive gymnastics Uh, Gia you'll meet her next week and so she's watching this um, looking at these teenagers really these these are teenage girls Um, And everything that goes along with being a teenage girl, but then explode that on the Olympic scene. Um, These are girls that have spent their entire life working towards something. And you don't do it because somebody tells you to do it. You do it because it's what you want to do and it's what you should do. It is the embodiment of intrinsic motivation. And so most of you know the story, of course, Jordan Weber, who has spent her entire life working hard and leading, winning national titles, winning, 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 winning. All of a sudden, she did not qualify for the gymnastics all-around event. And in that moment, and what was interesting is she performed incredibly well. She was probably placed fourth or fifth out of all of the girls that competed in the Olympics. But there's this rule that says you can only have two per team. And she had two teammates, one of which was her best friend, that just narrowly beat her out so she couldn't compete. And so think about what you do all day long and times that by 10 hours, 12 hours a day of doing nothing but training for your sport. And now you're winning at things you're going to all of a sudden you just have this crushing blow that says you can't compete And um, we had a little bit of that conversation with our Sounders friend that we had on a couple of weeks ago when she did not make the um, Olympic team. So you understand how incredibly impactful that must have been. And so she tried. You can tell she tried to hold it together. The tears started to flow in that moment. Of course, I would have been bawling on the ground if it would have been me. But, you know, that's me. Um, And she really tried her best to hold it together, but kind of lost it a little bit. But then two days later. Here she is now, the leader of the team and one of the best gymnasts that they have on the team. And now it's not about me. It's not about us. It's 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 about the team. It's about representing the United States of America. And watching last night her um, wonderful routines and the opportunity for her to actually go for the gold and win a team gold from a team perspective. And why this is so inspiring for me is not the fact that she got a gold, but the lesson in life that she learned so publicly and was taught to every little girl and boy out there that are inspired by the Olympics is that you don't always get it your way. But how you hold up and how you present yourself and how you come together and how you're present in an opportunity and how you can persevere and actually get something way better in the long run, is the real story. And so that's the story. That's my intrinsic inspiration moment that I wanted to share because it's not about gymnastics. It's not about the gold. It's not even about the competition. It's about growth as a human being. And to watch a 17-year-old girl go through that growth experience so publicly um, was just incredibly inspiring for me and I'm sure will be inspiring for for generations to come. So way to go, Jordan. We're proud of you. All right.
3: That's mine. All right. My turn then, huh? It's your turn. Okay. Well, mine isn't quite... It's not a tearjerker, unfortunately. Um, But mine is a phrase that I live my life by. And it was something my friend told me last year. And it is, everything happens for a reason. And I find this to be very true. And it's a perspective through which I look at life. Um, It could be something like when I get behind a really slow car going on a road. I go, okay... Everything happens for a reason. You need to calm down. Maybe I'm supposed to be behind this car because I would have got hit by a motorcycle or I would have hit someone, a child, if I were going my normal speed. And it helps to calm me down. And so I just recently have started to apply this to other people in my life. I have a lot of people come to me, you know, they're upset. They need help. They just need to talk, whatever it is. I use this philosophy, this phrase with them, and it helps to ground me so that I can then in turn help them reason through what they're going through. So it's not quite as traumatic or emotional as it may have been without it.
0: Do you find that you have to actually answer what is the reason or can you sit with the fact that you'll never know?
3: Sometimes you have to sit with the fact that you never know, but I think it's a very calming exercise to have to do to actually think, okay, you need to calm, relax, everything will be okay. Just think about what is it I'm supposed to learn from this experience. And I think that learning piece is the most important thing. If you can turn around and you learn from what's happened, everything's awesome.
0: Well said, Lindsay. Thank you for that. That's excellent. So we're going to be talking more about this. We're going to do this segment every week because I like it. And it's my show, so I get to do what I want. And I hope this inspires you folks out there to think about it. Go to our Facebook page at WalkTheTalkWithKim.com and tell us about your intrinsic inspiration, and uh, maybe we'll get you on the share on the on the uh, air. And you can also share your story with us, and uh, we'll share it on air as well. The point is, is it's uh, not about me. It's about we. And uh, just a little side note, I also heard in that interview with that gymnastics team that out of all those girls, their inspiration came out of the 2004 Olympics because that was the earliest Olympics they can remember. So that gives you a little bit of perspective about what we're talking about. They can't remember anything past 2004. Well, we want to thank you very much for listening today. We want to thank John and Nelson for joining us and for Liberty Road Foundation for doing such excellent work. Thank you to Lindsay for putting in so much effort in uh, making the show even better. Thank you to our producer, Eric. So you should have your inspire meter up to 100. Go on out there. Look at what you can do in your community and how you can inspire others. And have a beautiful day.
1: It's a beautiful day.